there was a study done which showed that if you had an incomplete social media footprint, an incomplete digital footprint, trust was broken within five seconds. And this is a subconscious reaction. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host today, Matt Rouse. And today, my guest is Eleanor Masha. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, thanks for being on, especially all the way from Australia. I don't know why I thought you were from the UK for some reason, but it, it was an accent. Like I was in my notes and I was like, from the UK. <laughs> but anyway. I thought the accent would have given it away by now. Well, you know, what's funny is I, I interviewed a guy a few weeks ago named Brenton, who's in New Zealand, but he's from London. So he had the British accent, but he was in New Zealand. Anyways, just gets all confusing around here. You just get to have a, a growing international audience. That's right. So... You are obviously ambitious and a driven thought leader in the construction industry, which is something we don't see very often. But I know that there has to be, you know, people working with every industry. And you also have a podcast called Constructing You. Is that correct? That's right. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about your podcast? The podcast was one of the best ideas that I've had in the last year. It's such a pleasure and a privilege to put it together. But it's based on the premise that when you look at the built environment and when you ask who built this, conventionally people will give the name of a company. But who are the people behind the project? Who are the people that have had vision and the ambition to actually bring these projects to life? So I want to find these people, and I don't only want to see what they do but who they are and who they've had to become in order to achieve what they have. So on my show, I interview exemplary leaders and industry titans in the property and construction space so I can highlight and unveil to my audience the journey. When people say, you know, this person is a success, well, this is what it actually has taken. They unveil the process, the failures, the struggles, the challenges, the wins, the journey, the really unique journey that they have been on to get to where they are. And I'm on episode 67 or the like, and there are so many you know, commonalities that have arisen as to what is fundamentally required to have this successful career in the construction industry. And it's, I'm on seven months since I launched. I launched just as the pandemic hit and no one had anything to do but sit at home and listen to my podcast. And luckily they kept on coming back. It's I been mean, absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal to bring a podcast of this nature and an industry leading one to the construction industry. Because when I launched, there weren't any Australian construction focused podcasts, but also not from a technical perspective. I don't look at people through a technical lens because your technical attributes only account for a very minor percentage of massive career success. It is very much about your person. So you're big on LinkedIn, right? And leveraging LinkedIn. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about why you think people in the construction industry should be on LinkedIn? 
First of all, I love LinkedIn and I am so cognizant that I get to have the clients that I have, the opportunities that come to me to be able to reach people in so many different corners of the world with my message, with my thoughts because of LinkedIn I think of LinkedIn as a global networking event that never turns off. And there are 650 million users on LinkedIn. And people say, oh, it's a diluted marketplace for content creation. Only 1 million people actually produce content on LinkedIn. Everyone else is not a producer. They are a consumer of content on LinkedIn. I'll let you figure out the percentage yourself. But that just shows the world of opportunity that both individuals have and corporations have to consistently get the message out there, to consistently position yourself in front of your target market, of your community. But where people falter with LinkedIn is it is a long-term game. You do not post one post. I'm sure you know this. You don't post once and all of a sudden all the clients come in and everyone knows your brand, especially now in a market that People need so many more touch points. It might be, last time I checked, it was 27 times you needed to get in front of someone just to cut through the noise. But people don't see the immediate results when it comes to LinkedIn. They assess the metrics. They're not actually looking at the compounding effects of constantly being front of mind in front of your audience on LinkedIn. And that is why I post twice a day, every day, consistently for What is the better part of a year? I started consistent content creation around October, exactly a year, October last year. And I went from, I would say, around 3,000 inactive. They didn't know who I was, connections. It was just a superficial relationship to going to over 12,000 connections on LinkedIn. And not only do they know what my brand is, what my message is, but also who I am. And people connect to people on LinkedIn. People do not connect to generic advertising or they especially don't connect to those people who slide into your DMs and want to sell you something. And I don't even know who you are. You wouldn't do that to someone on the street. That is exactly how people are approaching LinkedIn. So for companies, especially in construction, which are so behind the eight ball when it comes to marketing, because as we were talking before the show, when times are booming, marketing is the first thing that they don't need. They're flux with cash and they're flux with clients. But then that pipeline dries up and all of a sudden they're left there exposed. And they're like, right, how do we actually get clients? How do we actually let people know that I as a company or the individuals behind it exist. And that is when they start on social media, on LinkedIn, but they don't actually approach it. They don't know what their message to market is. They don't actually know who they're targeting. They're also, someone mentioned to me in marketing space and construction, it's hilarious that people in construction are still posting about construction. That's, you know, they're approaching it also from such a generic standpoint. And there are a few that are coming through the noise and that are really leveraging this amazing platform called LinkedIn to get their brand out there, to have brand awareness, to actually highlight not just the value of what they do, but the benefit of working with X construction company over another one. So there are ones who are being quite smart about it and getting on the front foot because in a few years time, if you are not on LinkedIn and if you do not have a personal brand, the ship has sailed and you are going to be left awfully exposed. So you had mentioned earlier, figure out the ratio yourself of content creators 
And what people do is they go, okay, well, there's 650 million people, but there's 100 million people make content. So it's 6.5 to one. One million. That is absolutely not the case. Or one million. Sorry. So it's 650 to one. But that's still not the right math, right? Because the people who are consuming content are consuming more than one person's content, right? So they need to see, on average, I think a LinkedIn, like a person who goes on LinkedIn on a regular basis, uh, I don't know what the exact number was, but it was, let's just say it was 30 posts every time that they log in. They log in a few times a week, so it's like 100 posts a week. So they are seeing 100 posts from, you know, like you said, a million, which may now be a little bit higher. You know, maybe it's a few million by now, but it's it's still a a underserved marketplace by people who are creating content. And then, you know, it's similar to what people have been saying about TikTok, where everybody's like, well, how's Bob's kid went on TikTok and, you know, danced around to a song and has six million views or whatever. It's because there's too many people consuming content, not enough people creating it. Right. And as soon as you get that, you have the opposite of what you have now on LinkedIn and Facebook and these places where they have too much content and not enough people watching it because they need people to scroll through the feed. Otherwise, they can't serve ads to them. Right. So that's why when you try to post on your business page on Facebook and you have, you know, a thousand fans, you post something and, you know, three of your coworkers and your mom are the only people who see it It's because Facebook doesn't need your content. They've got more than enough already. That's probably better than what you're putting out in the first place. But on LinkedIn, that's not the case. They need content. And so that is some valuable advice for sure. Also, you know, talking about building authority, building authority is always a hundred percent what you should be doing as a company. Trust and authority is always what sells. If somebody wants to get started on LinkedIn, maybe they have an old profile where, you know, they were looking for a job when they got out of college and their, <laughs> you know, their LinkedIn still has their 10 year old photo on it. Besides just, you know, kind of getting updated, what do you think is a good place to start on LinkedIn for companies? That's a great question. First of all, it's fixing the mindset associated with LinkedIn. As I mentioned before, it is a long term game. And you don't go in, you know, the day that you plant the seed on LinkedIn isn't the day that you start reaping the reward. So it's having a really long-term outlook and strategy when it comes to using a platform like LinkedIn. And you're right, LinkedIn needs your content. The more time that people spend on there, the better it is for them. They reward that type of behavior. LinkedIn is fundamentally an algorithm. It's just a tool. Where people also falter in the approach of LinkedIn is they will start putting out content And then one day, someone from the other side of the world sitting behind a keyboard doesn't agree with them or doesn't like what they post. So people automatically recede. They stop putting out content because someone didn't like what they had to say. And that is how people really, you know, you might see them going hard and going strong on LinkedIn in the short term, but then they realize that not everyone likes them and everyone certainly doesn't need to like you. We're not in the game of having people like us. If that was, we would be selling ice cream, but we're not then people just very quickly get offended. And when people don't have a lot of confidence in the first place and a really low level of self-esteem, some, you know, one or two comments can very easily derail you. So that is where people also falter. So first of all, it's having the mindset that needs to go with having long-term success 
on LinkedIn. And that is what I worked on first and foremost before I could put myself in such a place of visibility on LinkedIn. But for someone who is starting out on LinkedIn, I would say LinkedIn is a double edged sword. First of all, think of it, as I said before, it's a networking event. So if you were to go into a networking event in real life, would you be a wallflower? Would you stand at the corner of the room and just watch everyone have conversations? No, you would actually have a conversation yourself. So if you are a user on LinkedIn, engage, engage with people's content. If you actually like something, like something. If you actually had, you know, an aha moment or a paradigm shift because of someone's content, leave a comment to people who produce content. So when someone leaves a comment, it goes a long way. We certainly do appreciate it. And it's not just leaving a a fire symbol or a a heart emoji. Actually leave a comment that elicits a conversation and engagement because that is what you would actually do in real life. Mimic how real life conversations happen on LinkedIn. That's where you start getting the value. And that's when people start to actually get to know you. You become, you know, they might look at your profile. You might have a few interactions with them on, on a post or something that you've shared. And then that might move into the direct message space. So LinkedIn facilitates the building of relationships as long as people are actually engaging in the first place. That is a very important part of being on the platform because otherwise you're just being a wallflower and you don't actually, you're not actually scrolling with intention. I scroll, but it's with an intention. It's not mindless scrolling. The second part is your actual LinkedIn profile. Think of your LinkedIn profile as a page, which is your home. So when I invite you over to my page, what are you seeing? Are you seeing an absolute mess and no one is home and I'm not even considerate enough to show you around or make it worthwhile, make your visit worthwhile? There was a study done which showed that if you had an incomplete social media footprint, an incomplete digital footprint, trust was broken within five seconds. And this is a subconscious reaction. People aren't actually realizing what's happening, but that's how they are. This page isn't interesting. I'm just going to move on because it is incomplete information and you don't need to look far to validate that behavior. When you find someone online or if you come across them in real life, what is the first thing people tend to do is they look you up. If you want to buy a product, they look it up. If there's no reviews, if there's no social proof, if there's no multiple pages, people lose that trust. So it is your duty. It is actually negligent behavior to have an incomplete social profile. So your LinkedIn profile doesn't need to be this generic, I am an experienced professional with 20 years experience or my company does concrete and we are the best. That is so generic. If you look at all of them, they all sound the same and to some extent look the same. Your profile is your authentic signature of your personality, of your brand. And this is what actually captivates people. So first of all, is having a complete profile. And then the second step is, okay, how can I integrate my brand, my message? How can I actually show people the best of what I want them to see when they come over to my house? Yeah, there's, I mean, before the show, I always connect, right, with our guest on LinkedIn so that I can tag you, right, when we put the show out. And, you know, you can see from your profile that, you know, it talks about what you do. It's very straightforward. I kind of went a little bit the other direction with mine. My my description says I won't DM you and sell anything. Also makes for 
really easy way to get connections now because then they go, oh, well, I guess this guy's okay. He's not going to sell me anything. <laughs> but then you have to not sell them anything. So that's important. Well, it's not selling, it's serving. Yeah, I mean, you, you can eventually, right? But yeah, you don't want to be spamming people in the direct messages. That's what most people do when they first get on LinkedIn, right? Or they just do nothing and, and lurk, right? The lurkers, we call them lurkers. Ah, yes. <laughs> so they're just lurking through the content, right? And I guess that has a negative connotation to it. Maybe we should call them something different, but I haven't come up with anything yet. Maybe observers, but even those observers, that is the thing. I've had people in my network that we've connected. You never hear boo from them. They never like anything. And then nine months later, they reach out and they become a client because it has taken them, you know, nine months of seeing your content and actually then having the gusto to reach out. But if you weren't on LinkedIn for nine months, that per- you won't be able to serve that person. That person wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to solve that person's problem. Yeah. I mean, we've had regularly, we have people come to us that, you know, had some kind of online contact with us or offline contact three, four years ago. But because we've kept up on LinkedIn and, you know, some of our other social, they've consistently heard from us. We're still top of mind with them and they'll have a a problem that they need a solution for. And they'll see that we have talked about a time that we maybe solve that problem for someone else or something similar, you know, or they can get on your mailing list or something like that, you know, and those, those people become clients and it's a stream of clients that's consistent because we put in the work, right? Exactly. It's putting the work first without actually seeing the reward immediately. As you said, it comes three, four, sometimes five years later. But what they are seeing is that you are consistently putting out value. When we're putting out content, it is a form of generosity. No one's paying us for it. We aren't getting any immediate rewards out of it. And it is also a duty as an industry leader, that you're a leader in your industry. I'm a leader in my industry. I made a promise to these people that I would show up and I would serve them and I would make them think differently and see things differently. And I do that one via content creation. So if I went to do that, I'm doing a disservice to my community. And this is why you and I, we have earned the right to lead because first we are serving, first we are adding consistent value without expecting anything in return. Just between you, you and, and, and I, we've got, you know, what, 200 episodes of podcasts out there. Who knows how many blog posts and articles and social media posts you know, and I've got I've got a team of people here now because we're an agency and, you know, that that still posts some of the stuff. But I still directly post on LinkedIn myself. You know, when you see it from me on LinkedIn, it's from me. And, uh, you know, I still post between one to three times a day, seven days a week. And, uh, you know, sometimes it might be something quick. I might just be like, hey, I heard this quote, blah, blah, blah. Here's what it is. You know, the other day I actually wrote a story about volunteering in your community because my wife volunteered to be on the HOA board for our community and the HOA board helped put in a community garden and the community garden allowed us to have a garden, which allowed my four-year-old daughter to grow a pumpkin. And she had finally got her pumpkin out because it's almost Halloween so she can carve her pumpkin. This whole series of things that had happened from, you know, that initial thing. And I'm not saying that you need to become a short story writer to get on LinkedIn, but the more you post content, the better you're going to get at it. And and the more insightful oh, yes. you're going to get with your audience of what they want to hear, what they like to hear. And a lot of times people really worry about this mythical creature that is the algorithm, right? They're like, well, I can't post that because the algorithm doesn't like that, you know, and that's for the most part, 
nine times out of 10 people are telling you what the algorithm likes or doesn't like, don't understand how algorithms work in the first place. So don't listen to those people. And remember that the algorithm is on the side of the person who's looking at the content. So each person, the algorithm is trying to decide what each person wants to see. It's not trying to decide if what you post should be shown to a bunch of people. It's the opposite. So that's an interesting fact for the algorithm for you folks out there. Let me ask you this. Construction industry, right, is your kind of area of expertise. You know, I know it's going to depend on what part of the construction industry you're in. But what kind of content do you think works generally in the construction industry? There's been a shift between people constantly promoting their projects. You know, we've done this $40 million project and we're doing this project and here's a picture of a site in progress. Yes, that has some value and that makes up a small percentage of your content creation. It doesn't make up 100% because people connect to faces. People connect to people. People don't connect to a building. That doesn't elicit any you know, deep emotional reaction. People do. So where people are flipping the conversation is when they are starting to bring out the stories of the people who deliver the project, similar to my podcast, where, you know, we built this project, but hey, this is the project team that did it. This is the site manager's story, or this is how we've overcome a challenge on this project. They're actually taking people on the journey of project delivery instead of showing them the final, the final product, look at it in all its glory. They're taking people on the journey. And I think that is phenomenal because you're keeping people coming back. You know, they might be there at the start of the project and these were the challenges and this is the project team. And then they go deeper into the project team. You know, this person hasn't come from construction, but this is their career path. And this is what they love, you know, being on project delivery. They're actually giving that human element true project delivery. They're not making it this cold cut. I'm a builder. I deliver projects. That's not going to be enough to cut through the noise and to actually get someone's attention now. Wait. So are you trying to tell me that people engage more in stories than they do looking at photos of nice buildings? Yes. Because that sounds like what you're saying. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought, right? I know it's crazy, right? It's it's insane. It's out of this world even. I have seen a lot of doctored photos of sides of buildings on LinkedIn, to be honest. And you <laughs> know what? I don't think that you should not do that ever, but it would be nice to have something more like what you're saying, you know, especially the overcoming obstacles on, you know, using video of how your team was able to overcome an obstacle or someone specific. It kind of reminds me of something, and this actually comes from the real estate world, and Tell me if you guys have the same problem with real estate agents where you are. But when they have a house for sale, they take the photos that they're going to put in the multiple listing service. They stick those into a post and they say, this house, 2,000 square feet, four bedroom, three bathroom, $475,000, whatever it is, right? And that's their post. And that's the same as sticking the photo of the construction building on your you know, side of your, the, the, the side of the building picture up saying, Hey, look, we finished this $40 million, you know, aquatic center. But 
One of the guys that I listened to on the Real Estate Uncensored podcast, which is a good one for realtors out there. We had one of the hosts, Matt Johnson, was on our show earlier. But what Greg does is instead of posting that like multiple listing service, here's the photo of the house kind of crap, right? He actually goes through, he puts his phone on like a selfie stick, you know, and he walks through as if he's taking a client through and he's like, hey, guys, come on, let me walk you through this property. And he's like, check it out. Look at all the light you get for this living room, you know, and he goes through as if it, the, the phone is someone that he's talking to directly, like an actual client. And they come out brilliant. I mean, the videos are brilliant and he makes a fortune doing it. And it's really a minor shift, right? It's from going, I want to promote my house. So I'm going to throw up six photos from, you know, that, that I got from the photographer up on the site and say what the house is to like, here's a video of walking someone through and telling the story of how their family is going to love this house. Right. And that is a completely different ballgame. Exactly. It's giving people the experience and insight into this is how your life can look like in this property. And there are some exceptional high end developers in Melbourne who they're not selling you a property. They're selling you a lifestyle. They're showing you what your life, how your life could carry out, how it could feel, how it could smell, what you would what you would touch, what you would see. If you were to get this property, they never actually once even post an interior shot. Everything is about the lifestyle and the community. And you're right. It's giving people that experience before they've even walked into the place. And then imagine what they would feel when they actually walk through. They can just see it and seeing is believing. Right. Especially nowadays, because, I mean, you can't have people come out in a lot of cases. I mean, it depends on the restrictions where you live. Yeah. <laughs> but with COVID, I mean, you can't just have, you know, groups of people wandering through your open house kind of thing anymore. And I mean, the construction world is the same thing. I mean, you can't be out doing, you know, like the construction symposiums and trade shows and things like that that they used to have because they don't exist now, right? What are you going to do at your online trade show to stand out when everybody's just a head in a box on a Zoom call, right? So... <laughs> You know, you better have some content. And uh, Eleanor, you're absolutely right about everything you said. So if somebody wants to get more of your knowledge and insight, where is the best place for them to reach out to you? I dare say LinkedIn. Please connect with me. I'd love to welcome you to my world. It's Eleanor Moshe on LinkedIn and on Instagram at Eleanor Moshe underscore. And it's E-L-I-N-O-R dash M-O-S-H-E. So you can find her on LinkedIn. And Eleanor, thank you so much for being on the show. It's delightful to have you here from the future out in <laughs> Australia. The future looks good. I can assure you of that. Nice. All right. Well, I will let you know when this is out and reach out if you have a construction agency or construction firm of some kind and you want to learn a better way to do some marketing and kind of flatten those dips in your schedule, then uh, reach out and we'll talk to you again soon. Eleanor. Thank you very much, Matt. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.